Hi, I'm Campbell. And I'm Holly. And this is Get With The Programme, the TV podcast for people who love TV so much they want to hear about it. Yeah, and we speak to people from all across the industry, um, loads of different job titles, loads of different genres, uh, to find out what TV they love making and also the TV that they love watching. Uh, and before we get to today's guest and Holly's interview with Emerald Paston, um, just a quick heads up about what we're up to at the moment and if you want to interact with us and the schemes. So applications are open, you want to get into TV, you're on the outside, you want to get in the inside, I don't know anyone who works in TV, but I want to get in, how do I do it, I don't know what the jobs are, all that stuff, we'll answer all your questions if you apply for the network and get a place. And as I mentioned, applications are open, go along to... Uh, www.tvtalentschemes.co.uk where you'll find about all about the network but you will also find out about our other scheme Wants to Watch which uh, Emerald herself did in 2014 um, did you guys get to talk about that? Uh, no we were very very TV focused in our chat yeah. um, but there's a whole heap of great TV recommendations from Emerald in terms of TV that she loved watching when she was growing up and also um, the programmes that she's loving watching at the moment. Um, so it was quite a quick chat with um, me and Emerald at um, Viacom's lovely Camden uh, headquarters but I think we cover quite a lot of strong TV recommendations that definitely made me want to uh, go away and sort of lock myself in a dark room with some box sets for a little while. Um, and if you've been enjoying the podcast please don't forget to um, give us a rate and a subscribe um, and maybe a little comment because um, it helps us uh, reach other TV-loving people as well. Yes, and if you've got any suggestions, questions that you would like us to ask future guests, or indeed ideas for future guests, you can uh, either let us know via our Twitter account, at GetWithPod, or drop us an email. You can email us at talentschemes at thetvfestival.com. And then one quick last plug before we dive into Holly's chat with Emerald is that we are live, IRL. Sorry for saying IRL in in real life. Well, I mean, this is in real life for me and Holly because we're sitting together. You'll be hearing this virtually. Does that count as real life? If you want to actually come and see us, we are in residency at Four Corners uh, in East London and if you go along to our website and social media channels you'll get all the details but we will be there week commencing March the 20th 19th 19th no week in 2018 starts on the 20th so disregard that from me but we will be there we will be having a virtual version of the Edinburgh Television Festival and lots of other treats and ways to learn about getting into television. It's a TV open house, so we hope to see you there. See you then. Bye. at um, Viacom today. It's an amazing building. Yeah, it's kind of too cool for me, I think. <laughs> I really just wanted to do like Instagram pictures yes. outside of the with the like amazing the colourful stripes. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Really, really cool. Much better than our <laughs> office building. So just to start off, do you want to just tell me about the programme that made you want to work in TV? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this and I don't know anyone who hasn't watched Louis Theroux and wanted to be here. But I feel like that's a cliche answer. And actually, when I thought about it, um, one of the first programmes that made me think that working in TV could be really fun is a very old school one. And actually, wasn't on TV when I watched it. It was on TV in like the 80s. Basically, um, I watched, I got very obsessed with the young ones when I was a teenager. 
So that's the comedy show with Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson and Nigel Planer and another guy whose name I've forgotten. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't think either. He plays Mike. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, it just made me think that TV could be so fun, partly because it's really funny, it's got really good writing, it's working with comedians kind of at the top of their game in that day, and they're also kind of alternative and anarchic. Also, the set looks incredibly fun mm. to work on. It's kind of disgusting, messy, wild. Um, and uh, they also booked live bands for episodes, and I oh. just think that's the kind of, yeah, so Madness are on a couple of episodes. So the whole thing just looked very fun to be on, and um, yeah, I think that made me realise filming this could be really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, um, and did that lead you on to like watching, because obviously like Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson like, both did a lot of other um, like amazing stuff as well, did that kind of lead you on to other comedy discoveries and things yes, as well? Yes, I'm, I'm quite into bottom, but then also I watched uh, quite a lot of comic strips, so mm. that was, um, I think, either the first or one of the earliest Channel 4 shows. Um, so again, it has pretty much the same cast um, in different variations, and every episode is kind of a bit like Inside Number Nine, um, mm. different characters and location for different episodes. Um, and so yeah, I got very into that. Um, yeah, I guess I've always been into shows that are funny, yeah. <clears throat> whether that is scripted comedy or whether it is reality or whether it's entertainment or even documentaries that are funny. Yeah, yeah. which do you think are like the funniest reality series? Ooh. <laughs> I love The Apprentice. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'll ever stop watching it <laughs> because it is just funny. So the last episode at this point in time was um, they were redecorating hotel rooms, mm. the two groups, which is just kind of mad. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever trust sort of business-minded people to decorate a room for me. I'm sure there are some that are very creative, it, but. It was just bizarre they'd been given that task and obviously all sorts of bizarreness ensued yeah from, like the color schemes to the the weird furniture props they picked how is that a business how is that a business <laughs> I, just I think they had to like not spend so much mm. but still make it nice enough that like the hotel judges would say um yes you could charge this much and make that much money from it i don't know the business side of it for me didn't stand out <laughs> but it was very funny all the same I feel like they're slightly running out of tasks. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> just do some chores. Just do redecorate a building. Yeah. yeah, it must be fun to brainstorm. I guess everything comes back to business. Everyone wants to make money. So. True. <laughs> um, great. And then sort of moving on, sort of now you're obviously working in TV and you've been in the industry for a little while. What's the programme that you're most proud of working on? Mm. It's, I guess it's hard not to think of like the most recent things as being the most exciting. So um, we've just finished filming um, a sketch show for Comedy Central um, and that was really fun. I was involved with it from very early on so coming up with um, different themes for the episodes um, and uh, wrote I wrote a couple of sketches that are going to be in it and um, kind of had a say in the casting of it as well. Um, so that was quite fun to be involved in all the areas and the shoots were really fun like the whole team that was involved with it were amazing. Um, and so that's going to be going out um, on YouTube and Facebook for Comedy Central. So oh, that sticks out because it was the most recent. But then um, one of my earliest productions that I worked on was a show called Control Freaks, which mm. is not very well known. Um, it was on London Live when they were still commissioning oh. entertainment. Um, and it was just the funnest. So we made six episodes of the series. Every episode featured two kind of members of the public who volunteered 
comedians took control of their social media feeds and um, got them to do ridiculous tasks and they had to just keep their keep the kind of lie up to their friends that this was what they were really doing and so we just and it all had to take place in London so we just spent the filming period running around London doing ridiculous things like making <coughs> we got a guy to take part in like a hip-hop dance-off with like 10 minutes practice against some guy who could like like well this guy sort of uh, did a forward roll onto the stage and started breakdancing straight away <laughs> and then our guy was doing like tennis moves to kind of try and get back in it it was very bizarre um, and we got a girl to do like slam poetry with no notice at all oh, and wow. another guy did an incredible drag performance so that was quite fun and good memories because now when I walk around London I go past all the places where we filmed these absolutely ridiculous yeah. scenes so and really do they still like exist on YouTube? Somewhere. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. You know, <laughs> I'll see if I can find you a link. <laughs> I would really like to see it. <laughs> they are quite. They are quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bro. And kind of, what was the like the very very first job that was the one that kind of you were there in TV, like doing running work or? Um, so I started as an intern mm. at a production company called Nerd. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, I got the internship by uh, writing about Curb Your Enthusiasm and Made in Chelsea. So basically, I said that they're filmed in really similar ways. So at the start of a scene, um. the director or producer will say, okay, this is the kind of, this is the information we need to get across. Now, kind of improvise and go for it. So, but what's interesting is for me, Kev, your enthusiasm seems so much more realistic than Made in Chelsea, which is meant to be a reality show. Yeah. But the dialogue in Curb is so much more believable. So I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's such a good comparison. <laughs> um, is Curb is Curb coming back for a new it's series? Come back. There's like two episodes. Oh, out really? Now. Oh, yeah. amazing! It's one of those shows that I have been meaning to watch since about 2010 <laughs> and just haven't got around to doing it yet. You've got to do but it. But I think I need, just need to find some time to commit. But it's one of those things. There's always so much new stuff coming out mm-hmm. that. I don't know if I'm going to find the <laughs> I was actually kind of excited when they were like, oh, there might be a writer's strike this year. I was really? like, oh, this means I have time to catch up because they'll stop. They'll stop making anything new. But then obviously that didn't happen. Oh, no. And it's, it's for the best because people won't sort of lose business. But yeah. part of me was like, yes. <laughs> just stop the tide for a little bit. No, you were just really, you know, for the writers. I writers. am very for the writers yeah. as well. My dad is a writer, so oh, cool. yeah. So what does he write on? He writes books mostly now, um, but he used to write for like Emmerdale and Coronation Street That's and stuff. Amazing. That was so it's all, and it was around the same time that like Sally Wainwright and Russell T Davies were on Coronation Street. So that's quite a fun time to talk to my dad about. But yeah, yeah very much for the writers, pro writers. <laughs> I am. Um, and we might have touched on it on um, some of the answers already, but what was the programme that you wished you worked on? Could be past or present mm. or future. Ooh, <laughs> could just make up a programme yeah. right now. Um, Pitch me. <laughs> so I think it's probably a show that is in its, I think, third or fourth series right now. It's called Nathan For You. So it's mm. on Comedy Central in America, but I think it's also started playing in the UK as well. Um, it's kind of perfect for me it's a mesh of both comedy and real life and real businesses basically a comedian called Nathan Fielder goes into real businesses and kind of Mary Portas Gordon Ramsay style gives them tips on how to do better but he comes up with the most ridiculous sort of methods of getting more customers or making them more well known so uh, a car mechanics they're like people don't always 
believe that we're telling them the right prices for their repairs. So he's like, right, okay, every time you toss up the prices, you're going to be connected to a lie detector, and a guy is going to tell the customer whether that's a fair price or not. So they have this whole ridiculous thing with that. And he gets um, this estate agent. She um, maybe doesn't have such a big name for herself, doesn't have many clients, so he decides she's going to be the first um, estate agent to guarantee ghost-free houses. <laughs> So they have to hire an exorcist and someone who can detect ghosts and she makes sure that every house she sells is ghost free but it ends up having some weird like ghostly intervention with her and some experience she's had and yeah it's just mad but it's all real people and and just bizarre comedy ideas and I think I'd love to work on it because brainstorming those solutions must be so fun yeah. and then the whole uncertainty of what actually will happen because it is real life just must be exhilarating yeah and do they do they know that they're signing up for a comedian to come and sort them out or do they think they're like writing some sort of like business guru kind of thing it's kind of unclear but I think the implication of the show is that they don't know and they think it's a business guy he says at the beginning of the show like I got really good grades in business school so like that's his kind of spiel for why he should be doing this so I think I think Probably some of them don't know. Maybe some of them do and are up for it. They all seem quite kind of... They're always unsure when he suggests it. They're always like, this could be totally damaging for my business. <laughs> and do they ever... Because I've, I've not watched it. I've mm. definitely like heard really good things. But yeah. do they ever kind of completely just go, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going along with this um, business idea. After he's tried it, yes, they do. <laughs> like he, he might do a trial and they'll say no. But I guess people that say no straight away, they probably don't feature. So yeah. I don't know how many businesses they go through until they find one that's up for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine that would be fantastic to work on. Yeah. Um, so this is my sort of slight curveball oh, question yeah. that's not TV related. <laughs> um, but do you have a signature dish to oh, cook? Wow. I'm so bad at cooking. Really? Yeah, so bad. I find it quite boring. <laughs> I think a lot of people find that as well. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm from like a, a particular generation, but if like <laughs> if I want a meal, then I want it like now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can make popcorn. I have a popcorn maker. That's all right. I'd take I that. Love... Fresh popcorn. Yeah. Um, what's your like signature kind of like topping for the popcorn? Oh. So boring. I, I just like salty popcorn. <laughs> That's cool. What's yours? Um, for popcorn or just generally? Popcorn. Um, I quite like sweet and salt, mm. but it's got to be like quite particular ones because I think some of them taste really synthetic when okay. you get like you know the ones that you do like in the bag. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. the microwave, which obviously you don't have to do because right. you have a popcorn maker. Yeah. Get around that problem. <laughs> um. But yeah, I like, oh, and salted caramel okay. on popcorn is nice. good, but it's quite, um, it's quite messy and sticky. Yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of just there with like bits of kernel uh -huh. stuck to you, which isn't a great look, <laughs> but very good. Um, cool. Great. Um, and what's the program that you're loving watching now? Um, so The Apprentice, as I mentioned, <laughs> um, and also New Kirby Enthusiasm yeah. is very fun. Um, it's it's got quite controversial. So this series, Larry David, the main character, mm. he's had a, f a fatwa issued upon him. So uh, in real life? No. Oh, okay. I don't think. <laughs> uh, could be by the end of the series, yeah. I don't know. So it's kind of, I'm interested to see how that plays out across Ooh. the series. Um, there's a new series of Broad City. Yes. Kind of keep with the Comedy Central brand. Um, 
Yeah, so that's uh, come out in the US as well, so I think that's going to be a really fun one. Um, what else am I enjoying? Uh, I watch Bake Off. That's actually one of the only shows that I um, tend to watch live, although I didn't do it the last episode. But um, me and my housemate all sit down and watch it live, and it's kind of fun to do. Yeah. yeah. I always seem to manage to get it spoiled for me just as I'm about to watch it on a Wednesday. No. And then I'm kind of like, oh, maybe... Maybe I'm not going to watch it, but of course <laughs> I will because I like seeing the bakes. Yeah. How did cause did you watch it when it was BBC yeah. One and Two? Yeah. How do you feel like it's compared sort of Mimi A versus Channel Four? Well, one thing I've noticed is that Paul is giving out a lot of handshakes. Yeah, I didn't recall him doing that before. <laughs> no, and I don't like how they've made it a thing. I know, like I all the Hollywood it, handshake. Oh God, I find it a bit, yeah, awkward. So I don't, I don't think that's a particular Channel Four change. No, just a poor Hollywood change. Um, uh, yeah, I'm finding it pretty similar, to be honest. Like, yeah. The main action of it is still the excitement of the baking and then getting it wrong, and then there's the usual innuendos and everything. Yeah. Else. So I think a lot of the elements are still the same, even if the people have changed. Yeah, I like how they've also sort of started bringing back the kind of history segments, oh, yeah. which I thought they weren't going to do <laughs> now that it was on Channel 4 because it's not got the kind of same remit yeah. that it had to for the BBC. But when they're just like, oh, here we are, we're in Italy now, yeah. here are some nuns, Sandy's going to do some baking. That is fun, yeah. But no, it was, good that to was, learn something. Yeah, it. <laughs> it was good. Um, and I think the advert breaks are fine. In yeah. Oh, yeah. And the all the sponsored stuff is cool. Yeah. So I haven't really been bothered by it. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, it's been. I was I was really worried when Channel Four bought it. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's all seemed totally good and totally yeah. fine. <laughs> um, and are there any programs that you kind of got on your list where you're like, oh, I need to watch those? I actually have this on my list, but I just watched Game Face, the new Russian. Oh, Russian Quantity. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I do quite like shows where the main characters are uh, not hugely likable, <laughs> or at least like have selfish traits yeah. and things like that. So. I guess it's, it's Always Sunny is a good example of that, where all the characters are just terrible people, but you kind of love them anyway. Yeah. So I'm getting that kind of vibe from Game Face. Oh, I really want to watch Time Wasters. Yes. come out on ITV. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because, I don't know, the premise is really fun. Like, yeah. And it shouldn't stick out so much, but it's, yeah, black people go back in time, and you never really see that. No. But actually putting them in that context is really interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, the looks cast funny. looks really good for that yeah, as well. Agreed. Oh, I haven't watched the new Porridge remake. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> I know someone that worked on it, and it sounded like it was really good fun to work on. But mm. I don't, don't, I don't want to be sort of sacrilegious about <laughs> Porridge. But I don't know if I actually really liked the original <laughs> Porridge that much to be like. It was a lovely thing to have on. Yeah. And I'm sure I enjoyed it at the time, but I don't think I'd ever be like, oh, must catch up. Yeah. I watched it as a kid, and I remember finding the one of the prison wardens very funny. The one who does he twitch or like he's yeah? Does he look a bit like John Cleese? <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. Like he's quite tall. Kind of yes, I think and so. And sort of haughty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely enjoyed it at the time. I, I think I really loved the two Ronnies when I was younger as oh, well. Yeah. And my parents used to watch um, a lot of more Common Wise. Oh yeah. Oh, so I've never seen any more Common Wise. I need to watch it. It's, I think you definitely need to watch it like around Christmas oh. when you're feeling like quite cosy okay. and you will just enjoy like a man intentionally playing the piano wrong oh, or like someone doing <laughs> some crazy dancing. But they do okay. get like considering the kind of scope of people that they get, like they've got proper big 
film stars to just do ridiculous things at a point when you know there wasn't like carpool karaoke or jimmy fallon or whatever and people used to just seeing them as like right that's a famous composer he does composing that's it so yeah i would recommend it it's very it's very sweet and then do you tend to just now that you're working in comedy do you tend to just kind of stick with like just watching comedy no um i like a whole variety of shows i like i guess Often in my shows, I like there to be humour and funniness, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be comedy. Um, but I also enjoy the darker shows, so I am watching the new Louis Theroux series, yeah. um, which is very dark. And often he has like a conclusion at the end of episodes, but I found that in the at least the two episodes I've seen, he doesn't have a conclusion yeah. to the episodes because they're just kind of too bleak. So. <laughs> Because I'd read the preview of the first episode, and that was about was that heroin addiction. Yeah. yeah. And then what's the second one? The second on? one is about it's it's sex trafficking, but it's not necessarily bringing women in from outside America, but it's just kind of um, women being under the control of pimps and mm. and people like that. So, um, yeah. So he he meets a woman who is working and she she does have a pimp who looks after her and she's saying she really needs it for protection so there's that whole side Mm -hmm. of it but then another one seems to be really unable to go into a kind of rehab facility because of the pull of her her, pimp on the outside yeah god yeah so that's pretty dark so don't just watch fun stuff (laughs) Um, Um, I got kind of into Eden as well when it came back I had to stop because actually it was just too horrible like when they started being really sexist and just yeah did they when they brought it back was it at the point where because they they didn't know until they left did they that it wasn't being shown anymore yeah I didn't finish the series because it started yeah it just started getting very like the guys in control of things and mocking things yeah (laughs) and are there any shows that you really like don't like or can't understand like what the fuss is about and you've watched them just gonna oh hard to say because i guess i wouldn't watch a show that i had a, a complete aversion to um i'm trying to think three that i have <laughs> now now that i've asked that question shows. um i thought i would hate game of thrones and oh. then i got really into it really yeah for about the first four series really? i was like nope not gonna watch it not for me really? i don't care about fantasy and now i'm just reading like you know oh here's so and so arriving at the airport in Belfast that must mean that they're in the eighth series wow. I'm like, wow I've really, really yeah I've taken a real I've turn one. Um, so I haven't watched any of it but Dr Foster just doesn't oh. interest me oh it's great I know but I I'm basically not interested in dramas about relationships <laughs> yeah that is pretty much yeah exactly I, I don't place. mind if it's like a, a weird or a dark or a, a strange drama but if it's just one about cheating and things like that I don't know why it just doesn't interest me maybe I'd rather watch a, a documentary about it or something yeah. I don't know why oh that's really interesting yeah. it is it is a very good series but I can totally see why you wouldn't like it if okay. it was just like I'm not bothered about relationships <laughs> yeah. that was all of the questions Emerald yay thanks so much uh, for having me and um, look forward to seeing the um, the new Comedy Central sketch series yes. that you're working on as well.